Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. All right. So wherever you are in your health business, you're probably looking for more raving fans. And a summit is an amazing way to do that. Now, you may have heard that summits are dead. And our guest today, Siobhan Sarna, is going to show you how incorrect that statement is. Uh, Siobhan Sarna was an HSN TV host for, gosh, over two decades and she found summits. And I'm going to let her tell her story of how she created a seven-figure business, six-figure list, and had a ton of fun doing it, and was able to retire from her hosting job all through the power of summits. In this episode, you're going to learn basically what you'll need to know to decide the summit's right for you and how to get started on it. I will also share that Siobhan was one of our three co-hosts of the exactly how to put on a wildly successful summit to build your list and add an income stream. And that was with her, Summer Bach, and Sinclair Kenley. And I will have information on that and how you can acquire that in the show notes because it was a fantastic event and it is all recorded with a blueprint in place so you can learn exactly how to put on a summit. Let me tell you a little bit about Siobhan. She is amazing. She's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Healing SIBO. Again, she was the HSN and HSN TV host for over two decades, the creator of the SIBO SOS Summits and Community, the Digestion SOS Documentary Series, the Gut and Microbiome Rescue Summit, the Liver and Gallbladder Rescue Summit, the Lymphatic Rescue Summit, the Dental Health Connection Summit, the Fascia and Chronic Pain Rescue Summit, and the Chronic Condition Summit. Oh, and also she has a Chronic Condition Research Foundation, which is a 5013C nonprofit to research underfunded medical conditions. She is a 
great friend of the Mindshare community. She's presented at the Mindshare Summit, along with doing that exactly how-to and our go-to on all things Summit, because she truly has nailed them. And so I'm super excited to share Siobhan with you. I am going to put all of the show notes at mindsharecollaborative.com forward slash summit. So it'll be easy to find mindsharecollaborative.com forward slash summit. You'll get more information on Siobhan and especially on this exactly how to summit that, how to put on a summit workshop that we have done that you can get access to. All right. I will be right back with Siobhan. Stay with me. Okay, we are talking everything with an S, Siobhan Sarna. We're talking summit sponsorships with Siobhan Sarna. You know, I think when people hear your story that you built a seven-figure business, six-figure list doing summits, could people all say, oh, summits are dead? Wrong. If you want to think that, it's totally fine with me because it just makes more room for the people that are ready to go. I think don't <laughs> be a jerk about that, truly. But ask yourself, why are you saying that? What is the resistance that you have internally to doing a summit? I'll leave it at that. For all right. First of all, you had a great background from a, being a TV host, yeah. being a summit host, great background. And you've really, you're amazing at summits. You have so much incredible knowledge, which we're going to dig into today. But I'd love to start first with like, how did you even get into that? How'd you go from being a TV host to a summit right. host? And it really wasn't in your world or the health space, right? I'd had a yoga studio in the 90s for 10 years, but I wasn't like in your world yet. I knew who you were because you're famous. And oh, I knew yeah. some of your friends, but very like 100 degrees of separation. And what happened was I had SIBO. I finally got a diagnosis of small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And this is what I said instead of, I don't think anyone knows how to treat this, even though I've been to a ton of doctors, typical patient hero's journey. Uh, instead, my gut was like, I know there are people who know how to deal with this because if I have it, millions of other people must have it and they don't know what it's called. And I finally figured it out. So I took a vow, honestly, because I'd been so miserable. I was like, I have privilege. I have some money. I have good insurance. I have a computer. I have some time on my hands. I am a service-oriented person, yoga teacher at heart, healer at heart. I want to tell everyone what I found out. So I tried to write a book, which finally I did. Thank you for that connection. But what happened was I attended a summit online, as in Dr. Googling, finding a gut summit. So Sean Cruxton, back in the day, I paid him some money to mentor me for a few sessions. It was awesome. Really, seriously, he really did one of the best yes. successful historical summits. I asked him a couple of questions. I literally just did a reach out. Hi, I'm a fan. I just did the cold call and he was great. And these are a couple of questions I had with beginner's mind. I'm like, sure people are going to pay for this because isn't it just a series of podcast interviews like kind of huh he's like package them up man they bought like crazy i was like okay now sean don't you think people are going to return this like crazy nope under four percent return great whatever it was below industry standard i'm like okay so i just got some of those objections out of the mm -hmm. way and then i talked to dr allison seebecker world-renowned SIBO specialist patient advocate and I was so scared, JJ. Oh my gosh. I was like, would you please be on my summit? Uh, I'm going to do it about SIBO. And she's like, oh my gosh, fantastic. As a matter of fact, let me help you. Let me introduce you to all my colleagues who are SIBO experts. And I have to say that everything changed when I made one decision prior to that, which was I was so scared to ask Home Shopping Network HSN 
if I could do a side project because they owned my image. And so I wanted to make sure that if I was going to put out all this effort, it'd be protected. So I had one session with a coach. I'd never been coached before other than like spiritual teacher. And it wasn't a fit for me with this coach. But what she said was, look, ask them. I was so scared to ask. Ask them if it's going to be okay. Because if you don't ask, you're paralyzed until you get that permission. So I was like, you know what? You're right. Screw it. If they say no and I pivot, if they say yes, it's full steam ahead. But why am I letting that be a barrier? I said yes. I was very clever in how I asked. I asked the lawyers first and the lawyer said yes. And then I presented it to my boss who I was like, I wouldn't even have asked you until I got the approval legally. So it was just a big layup where she had to say yes. So thank God. And then I started taping and I went to Portland, Oregon with my husband and I hired a videographer there. And this was in 2016. Wow, you went all in because a lot of people back then were just doing well audio, weren't they? Some were doing audio, some were in person. I was like, let's have a parade. I hired a videographer there. And keep in mind, my old boyfriend is a videographer. Worse, he's still a family friend. And my husband was like, why don't we just bring Miles? And I was like, no, you know, it's a be expensive. Let's just do it without. Big mistake. So I go out there, I hire a videographer. He was a wedding videographer. And the video was horrendous. It was terrible. I call Miles, my old boyfriend slash dear family friend. I'm like, dude, will you come with us to Portland? We went back and retaped everything. Oh my God. Three cameras. Oh, eating humble pie as I had to go to these wonderful doctors and say, the video didn't really turn out. Would you mind sitting with me again? Wow. So those interviews were probably even better the same. They were even better because the others have my rough dress. It was amazing. Yeah. This is research and development, right? That's yeah. what we call it. Exactly. This. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we had to go through a bunch of stuff first. Honestly, it was my fear that kept me from making the right decision by hiring Miles to begin with. Anyway, whatever, it worked out. Let's underline that, though, because it is always ultimately cheaper to hire the better person. I agree 100%. Hey, if you get nothing else from this podcast yeah. today, remember that line, everybody. Okay. So what happened with that first effort SIBO Summit? So I had no mailing list, literally like zero. Zero. Uh, zero. This was your first foray, because I think that's an important point, too, because people are like, I only have 5,000 people on your oh list. Oh, my gosh. 5,000 people on list. I was winning affiliate contests with 5,000 people. On Seriously. List. So I had zero. And I mean, I hustled. I was emailing people. I was like, hi, I'm Siobhan Sarna. And, you know, I'm doing the summit, the usual intro. But I did mm. not ask any of the people who I interviewed. I did not. I, I want to say the word demand. I did not demand that they promote. So I was just like, be in the summit. And then, by the way, if you're interested in promoting, I'd love to have you. I was very low key about that. Well, I mean, a lot of those ones even actually have lists. A lot of these experts, so I'm guessing they didn't even know what a summit was. Seriously. <laughs> them did not have a list. But the people that I did reach out to, like Summer Bach, who I adore, mm -hmm. and people who did have lists felt that it was a good topic, that they could tell I was serious and I was going to provide good content. And so they promoted. So after my first summit, I had 28,000 people on my email list. Amazing. And, and, and how did you do financially on that summit? Oh, we, 2017, going back in time, it was over $100,000 in revenue. 
So you had a list of twenty thousand, yeah. over a hundred thousand dollars in revenue with no back end. You just sold. Yeah, I don't have a back end at all, and it's, <laughs> it was a seven percent conversion rate. It was a very high conversion rate. It was really good. No back end, just like buy the summit, have a nice day. <laughs> so what I did, JJ's, I had forty interviews, and I, as I was going through this process, I realized how much the fixed costs were, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to release twenty in this first summit because it's so specialized, so good. And it really was frankly beautiful. And so I sold the summit for 149 or something. It was more expensive than huge these days. And I sold 20 and it worked because what I did was I held back the other 20 so that I had a little bit of a history now with the affiliates. And I six months later launched SIBO SOS Summit 2. It was just like, it just, I downloaded it. It just came through loud and clear as being the obvious next steps. And so in that second summit, we got 18,000 additional unique names. Again, a 7% conversion rate. It went really well. Now I'm getting some juicing with the affiliates. And this is a part-time thing. You still got your HSN gig going. You're you're in that full-time full-time i would literally like because with time change zones and stuff i get off the air i'd write my report i'd drive 28 minutes home and then i'd like slip into the chair and get into zoom with an interview full hair and makeup that part worked really well. <laughs> well that's great the hair and makeup yeah, yeah the hair and makeup was was fantastic but i was on a mission i was like i'm doing this i don't know where it's leading i just know i'm supposed to be doing it so after that, I met the guys over at Health Means slash Health Talks Online. I was like, you know what? This is a lot of work to do by myself. Yeah. And so you did that by yourself, by myself. working full time. Exactly. With a couple hours of consulting from Sean to learn what to do. I just want to yeah. acknowledge you for just taking imperfect action. Oh my gosh, right. thank you. Yes, it was definitely that. But you look at the most successful people. I was just listening to something Mary Morrissey had recorded around spiritual laws of money. And she was talking about two groups. And one group was waiting until everything was perfect. And so they produced one book. And this other group, they produced eight books each. <laughs> and who like produced the most bestsellers? The ones producing all the books, you know, just taking the risk, taking action, not trying to get it all perfect. So I want to underscore that because it's super important. Okay. So now you've made six figures side hustle business jumping in. I literally busted a blood vessel in my eye. I call it zombie eye. And I I literally was like freaking. I mean, I've never worked so hard in my life and I'm a worker. So it was a lot. So I see health talks, health means. I talked to Bobby Carbill and I'm like, hey man, what would be involved if you produce my summit? And I wanted to expand my topic from SIBO to IBS and SIBO because I knew it was a bigger net because of the concept of IBS. So I did the IBS and SIBO SOS summit with health means. So now I've got like, you know, 70,000 new names. And then I did the gut and microbiome rescue summit. So you see how I'm expanding the reach Mm -hmm. with every single summit. She's widening her niche, but she started super narrow. Another important little lesson that we teach in trusted authorities, you start super narrow especially with the internet, they can find you and then you just start to wipe. And I didn't have a website, by the way. So here I am, hundreds of thousands of dollars now. I don't have a website. Seriously. You didn't have a logo and a brand and a blah, 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 all the things people think you need to It was so bad. It was, I would not show it to you today. It was so bad. Yep. 
And so I got onto HDO and I've done 10 summits, a 10-hour docu-series. I did the Digestion SOS, Rescue and Relief for IBS, SIBO, and Leaky Gut on my own. And that was very, very successful. And that was a 10-hour docu-series, three cameras, edited to within of its life, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of work. Damn, that was expensive. I mean, my Platinum American Express card like exploded. I was like, I'm going to do some summits with Health Means, Health Talks Online. And I'm going to do Zoom. The expenses came way down, way up. I've now done it on the lymphatic system, fascia, chronic pain, the liver gallbladder. I've got in the pipeline another gut summit, another hormone summit for 2024 planned. But the bottom line is the cost went from extraordinarily high. Zoom just made it awesome. And I was an early adopter of Zoom. So we dropped the expenses. The content was good. And it's everything I wanted to know. In 2019, I was doing the Zoom recordings. And then, thank thank goodness for Zoom, as it continued to explode, it was a non-issue after that. I remember talking to Pedram and Nick about that, the mm-hmm. docuseries guys, dear friends. And I was like, can't I just do Zoom? And they were like, it was like two sides of the brain. They were like, I don't know. And then the other one was like, something like, I don't know, it was some famous organization, like they just did a summit online on Zoom and just made like a bazillion bucks. And that was all I needed to hear. I was like, if they're doing it, it doesn't need to be gorgeous, okay? You don't need to be a movie star. You just need to not be distracting with something weird happening that people are going to be like, why is there a dog and pony in the back? At what point did you quit your day job? During the pandemic, I was able to Skype in. So even though I had enough money to quit, I didn't because Skype made it so darn easy. Then in September of 2022, they said, everybody back in the studio. And JJ, I'd been there for 24 years, right? That's a long ass time to work with diamond handcuffs. The money was so good just to be super blunt about it that no one leaves there. In September of 2023, I was informed that we had to go back in the building. Number one, I had moved. Second of all, I had the money. Third of all, the mold that is infested in the studio there has Mm. caused a ton of problems. OSHA has been called. It is a teardown building below sea level in Clearwater, Florida. And I know the people that have worked there in operations and building and maintenance and stuff. And it has been moldy for probably as long as it's been up. I didn't want to ever go back into the building because it legitimately was making me sick. So I had the privilege and pleasure of being able to say, thank you so much. I will not be joining you again. (laughs) And I helped someone else find the gig because that was her dream and she was local and that's awesome. And I've never been happier. A book can change the entire trajectory of your career and catapult your brand. I can literally divide my professional career into two halves before my best-selling book and after my best-selling book because The Virgin Diet changed everything for me and my family. Now, I keep saying best-selling book is why I've got four New York Times best-selling books. The Virgin Diet wasn't my first or even the second book I wrote. The difference was that starting with The Virgin Diet, I had studied what it takes to launch a book out into the world as a bestseller, and I followed that advice to the letter with life-changing results. Once I cracked the code, I repeated the process with my other books Since then, I've helped multiple members of our Mindshare community do the same, including Dr. Isabella Wentz, Dr. Kellyanne Perducci, and Dr. Alan Christensen. Now, I love the phrase, success leaves clues, and this is especially true in the book publishing world. 
whether your book still lives in your brain, is ready to be published, or is already out in the world are exactly how to launch or relaunch your book teaches you those success clues. I'll be joined by best-selling authors and book strategists, Sam Horn and Liz Marshall, and you will learn the critical messaging that gets and keeps a book selling and is people quoting your book. You'll identify the right launch model for you based on your goals and commitment level. You'll discover how to build and leverage meaningful relationships to ensure that your book continues to change the conversation for the long term. You know, beginning authors think that the hardest part of the book process is writing the book. While experienced authors know that it's all about the launch process to get your book selling and then keep it selling so that you can create the impact and income that made you decide to write it in the first place. This exactly how to launch or relaunch your book workshop takes place in the comfort of your home or office Friday, August 18th, and will be recorded so that you can continue to refer back to it. It's time to get that book out into the world. So to get registered, just join us at ms365.io forward slash E-H-T book. That's ms365.io forward slash E-H-T book. Let's dig into this for people considering doing this summit. I think we've properly gotten rid of the objection of summits are dead. So I don't know that we need to address that horse. That horse has been beaten. Someone considering doing a summit, what are the maybe some of the challenges? And you now work with summit companies. That's the other piece of it is like, if you're considering doing a summit, would the smartest way to go into doing a summit to work with the summit company like how would one get started the summit companies are becoming more selective now so if you're like just getting started they may not want to work with you right away they want you to have some sort of following and commitment from fellow affiliates much like the book publishing company they want you to already have a following before they give you money for the book and i get that so you may end up doing it on your own and i think you should i absolutely think you should we've been experimenting lately in-house with my list not even with a summit company but taking content from summits, packaging them up. We did 11 interviews or masterclasses in one day. And how did that go? It went great. Then we did another one with four masterclasses slash interviews over four days. So it was a total of 16. Did great. Third one we just did, we did three free releases of content over seven days. They all made the same amount of money. Packaging content that you already had. You know, I did a summit. Was it this year or last year? I did last, last year. year. Last year. Okay. However, prior to that, I did two of one summit because I was like, I don't want to do all that work. So I did seven days with seven docs. I like <laughs> a doc a day. Yeah. <laughs> and we killed it. That's the important lesson here is you can start out simple. You really can. And I have half interviews, half masterclasses, which is a 30-minute PowerPoint by the expert. So I don't even interview those people. I've vetted them with an inch of their lives. Don't get me wrong. And then I do an intro and a close. Like, hey, in this next session, JJ Virgin is going to be talking about how you can still be fit after 40 and eat the food of your dreams without sacrificing. And then you come on on your video, which you did on your own time, and you say your intro, you do your spiel. How can they reach you at the end? So that cut my time 
And also the content was robust. These people are getting slides when they buy. They're seeing slides. A lot of people are visual learners, so they love the slides. So I mixed up the model a little bit into half interviews and half masterclasses. And I've done most of mine now that way. And they've been incredibly successful. Someone starting out then, and they let's say they couldn't use a summit company to start, like how would they even know what the heck? Because there's a lot of pieces to this, right? How would they oh even gosh. know? It's a huge <laughs> checklist. Let me put it like that. I would start by getting that content. I would start by reaching out to your friends and colleagues with your topic. So I would Google. So let's say you want to do a toenail fungus. Google toenail fungus summit. See what comes up. Maybe there was one from five years ago. Plenty of room for it, right? There is space for it. So you want to Google. You want to find if the URLs are taken. You don't have to have it the exact name of your summit. It really doesn't matter because people aren't going to be Googling for toenail fungus summit, right? So then you reach out to your friends and colleagues or, or big leaders in that area that are dream guests and you just find out if they're available. Half the time, I don't even tell people that I'm asking to provide content when it is because sometimes I don't know. I just know that next year I'm doing this and we get them to sign up or set up that interview within the next 60 days. We don't demand that they mail. But we definitely let them know that it's an opportunity for them to create revenue if they want. And, you know, there'll be an opportunity for them to provide a gift, an opt-in gift, depending if they hit certain criteria. It's free publicity. Someone asked me the other day, do you pay the speakers? She was shocked when I said no. But also I had to remind her that now that speaker's name and their headshot is getting in front of millions of people. Even if it's thousands, you can't pay per click for that right. kind of exposure. So it's win-win. And I would just start reaching out and I would get the content and then I would find someone who could package it up for you in a summit. There's some software summit companies. I don't use them. I've heard mixed reviews to be honest about it. I'm sure they're going to continue to get better and better. You could do a one-day summit and use it as an opt-in on your homepage, right? Yeah. I love the one day, like a one-day assist. Right. Simple. It's so simple. I will tell you, typically, the more days you have with even less people on a day, the more opportunities you have to email with a reason. And that leads to a higher conversion, typically. Is it seven days is the sweet spot? Do you have any idea? I like seven days. I really do. That's why I experimented with one day and four days. Now, based on all the data that we gathered, they all did well. However, we did feel like the seven day gave us a little bit of a lift, a little bit like if it could have gone either way, the seven was probably yeah. a little bit better because why? Not everyone's opening their emails every day. It's a more perceived value because it's longer. It can be more overwhelming, which could work to your advantage or to your disadvantage. But I like seven days and then a weekend for the replay. If you do it yeah. shorter than seven days, make that replay 24 hours, not 48 hours. This is one of the things I think we have to help people understand because they'll go, oh my gosh, all those speakers, it's overwhelming. There's actually a reason for that. Yes, because it's a little bit of overload. I mean, if you have someone, bless their hearts, who can sit home and watch 50 hours of information in one week, then more power to them. They deserve it for free. <laughs> Most people want to get the transcripts. They want to get the recordings. They want to get the downloadable audio. They want to get the free goodies and gifts and bonuses. So it is a little bit overloading for a reason, but that's all all good, all upside because they're still getting tremendous value and benefit. There's three ways you can monetize a summit. Now, there might be more than that. These are three that come to mind is that there's that 
initial offer, mm-hmm. and then there's the back end offer, mm-hmm. and then there are sponsors. Yes. So let's break down each of those, starting with just package offer. What have you seen work the best there? What I've seen work is either one, two, or three ticket prices. So one is it's usually one ninety seven. Today you can get it for ninety seven. Price cross through ninety seven. I've seen it work with three boxes, just like real estate. They're going to show you a shack, they're going to show you a castle, and they're going to show you the house that they want you to buy, which is in the suburbs. So you can get for you know nineteen dollars. You can get <laughs> the audio. They can only access on a Wednesday when you're standing in one leg and uh, it's in a foreign language. Okay, so basically you can just get the audio. Maybe that's fifty nine bucks. Then you can get the audio plus transcripts. And that would be like $99. Then you can get audio plus transcript plus a consult. And that's $1,000, right? Because the consult's $600, whatever. So you really try to push them to the middle. So I have definitely seen that work. And when I've done that, no one bought the cheapy cheapy and no one bought the super expensive. We funneled them into the middle and they bought that. I've also seen it where it's two prices. One that you actually don't mind them buying, like $59, you get the audio and the video. And then for $99, you get the DVDs and the audios and the videos and blah, 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 and make it super deluxe. And if they sell, you sell both, it's all good. It's so similar. You know, I've done a couple of public television specials and it's the same. You have the starter pack and you're like, who would buy that silly thing? Right. And then you have the like super uber deluxe thing and they're like, oh gosh, they have to have that because it's so obvious that the other one was the shack. Yeah, the, they all of those methods work. So after that, because you said on your first summit, you didn't even have a back end. So what are the typical back end things you're doing now? Well, what do you know, see working? I know that over at Doctors Talks, they do a test with consult. That has worked really well for several of our friends. You do a series of webinars. You're upselling to this consult or test with consult. So that can go super well. But let's say you're not a practitioner. Let's say you have no time. Do you have coaches in play? What if you don't have those coaches? Maybe that's not going to work for you. So do you have a course already made or do you want to make it as you go? You could upsell to a course. You could do a free webinar and upsell to the course. There are a ton of things you can do there. A ton. Maybe you have another summit. What do you have? How can you make that? What's in the vault? What do your friends have? What can you put together? What are you going to create as you go? But you do need to have the skeletons of it so you can have a sales page to sell to that. Yeah. Then my favorite is sponsorship. It's just a sweet spot in my heart because I was able to get $100,000 worth of sponsors over a couple of the summits. And the way I did that was I went to a SIBO conference. There were 300 people there. We were in a ballroom. And there were tables set up with the reps from Gaia Herbs and you know all the typicals. And I looked at the guidelines of how much these people paid to get a table in this ballroom with their premium clientele, their avatar. And it was 10 grand per table. And I thought, okay, I'm about to get these people exposed to millions of people. You can definitely pitch this for five to 10 grand, Siobhan. And it worked. I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody, but I'm saying there are creative ways to get companies to give you money if you are going to give them exposure. And then it's the halo effect, too, that you are approving their, in a halo sense, their goods and services. And it's it's incredible goodwill. And then you do an email at the end thanking all your sponsors, try to get some exclusive coupons from them because people attended the summit, have them on an email. Let's say you're doing it for nine days, right? Seven days plus a weekend. On every day at the bottom of that email, 
Today's sessions are sponsored by, you know, Acme uh, Supplement Company, whatever. And it's win-win. And the clients love it, especially if you can get them to give you like an exclusive coupon because they attended the summit. People love that. I think this is for everybody listening. There's two sides to this. There's like, if you're doing the summit, you definitely want sponsors, but this is also a great thing for you to sponsor. And I think people don't right. think about this because unless you're in the know, you wouldn't know. Right. Exactly. Right. And then maybe they get a spot speaking, don't pitch during that presentation, but they can definitely highlight what they do without pitching. It's a balance. You got to be careful with that. And then afterwards, talk about upsells, do a webinar with them. Have that thrown into the cost of the sponsorship. Yep, sure. I'll mail the whole list. We can do an hour-long webinar. You can give us an exclusive discount to your products, 10% off your site, and we'll send people there at the end of the webinar. You got to have good content. It's not going to just be an infomercial, but yeah, that works beautifully. I've done that now with almost everything I'm up to. I'm probably doing five webinars a month. You said something that needs to be like put in bold and caps, good content. The reason that you have been so successful is you are an amazing interviewer, lots of experience, very curious, and produce great content. And that's the key. Like, you can't do this thing and have crappy content. Have you ever done an interview? That's dumb. Yeah. Fortunately, it's only been a couple of times, but they're definitely been a couple of times. I redo it with them. If I think that they are a worthy individual... I will ask them to redo it. And I will be very diplomatic about how I do that. If I think of all the interviews I've done, so hundreds and hundreds, I don't think I've ever just said veto. That was so bad. I'm not using it. Maybe there were like three at the most, but this is out of hundreds. So yeah. very, very few. If it was that bad, I will come back to them and go, hey, listen, here are actually the questions I want to cover with you. And let's redo it. And let's really focus on one through three. Maybe you can grab some studies. I'll make some suggestions. Maybe you can grab some studies that we can substantiate and I can ask you some specific questions. I'm not going to reach out to them and go, hey, you know what? That stunk. So let's redo it. Instead, I'm going to be like, I forgot to ask you this. Like, I'll take the hit. I don't mind. I forgot to inquire about this. And I'm getting so many emails about people wondering about this probiotic. Do you think that we could cover that? I'm so sorry to, to take up more of your time, but I really want to deliver. And I know you're the person to do that. So you interrupt with a bonus. You flatter with a request, which I don't think there's anything wrong with because they would not be on my summit if they didn't have things to flatter them about because I only pick really good people. Right. Sometimes people have an off day. I literally said, you know what? know you and all your information, that just wasn't the best representation. I think that we both should jump back into this because I know how well you do. And I just feel like maybe I was off. You know? sure. Let's redo it. I've legitimately also had the tech fail. Like legit, my mic was dying or there was a dog barking or whatever it was. So mm -hmm. people understand. It doesn't happen all the time. People understand, like, seriously, if you're thinking about doing this, don't let that be an obstacle. Yeah. Do not let, I just wanted to bring it up. I think in all the years of all the podcasts and all the interviews, it's a handful. Correct. It's just a handful. Yeah. The people I'm in the community are very bright. Yes. They're very smart. And I think one of the most fun things is, what do you want to learn more about? Do a summit on it. And that's what I'd ask you. Like, you're, are you choosing your next summit based on what's interesting to you? What you're hearing is the zeitgeist. Like, how are you making a decision as to what's next for you? 
Well, this is something that I'm very focused on. Thank you for asking this question because I did the first SIBO summits because it was such scarce information. It was so hidden. It needed to get out there. So that was mission ground zero. Then I knew I had to expand the concept. And so I, I put the broccoli and the chocolate and I was like, hey, let's talk about IBS and the microbiome and gut. And I got the message out about all these gut conditions and SIBO, but people wouldn't have normally been attracted to a SIBO summit. So I expanded. So then my mother had lymphoma and in the 90s, it was very brutal. And she passed from the chemo basically after a 10 year struggle where I was her caregiver. So I knew in my heart that I wanted to do something about the lymph system. So I did the Lymphatic Rescue Summit and dedicated it to my mother, Marie Brown Sarna. Because, you know, when she told me she had cancer in the 90s, I said to her, what? Lymph? What? Do you have a sore throat? I didn't know. And she and I had been into health food before I could drive. We were really into it. So we were at a disadvantage because we didn't know anything about it. And there was no internet that we were using back then and all that. So I had a mission for that. And then I just scanned the horizon about what are these people missing? What are people not talking enough about? And so that's when I did the liver gallbladder summit, which we're re-airing this year in June. And then the lymph brought up the fascia. And the fascia is also something that I've had chronic pain. I was a yoga teacher for 10 years. I've been rolfed with an inch of my life. And so that was going all through the 90s. It wasn't until 2013 when I went to a melt method workshop and class with Sue Hitzman. No, yeah. Sue Hitzman, who's amazing. I became certified as this instructor in the melt method, which is all about your fascia. But I had done all of this professional training with world-renowned yoga teachers, and no one was talking about the fascia decades beforehand. Then I realized still hardly anybody was talking about it. And then, of course, Dr. Christine Schaffner and Kelly Kennedy are really into lymph and fascia, and they're dear friends of mine. And so through a couple of conversations, we're like, okay, we're doing it. So Kelly Kennedy and I co-hosted that. And that was amazing and extremely successful. 90,000 people opted into that summit. And it was very, very highly rated. And it was great content. And it was a lot of ahas. Deliver the people the aha moments and then you are closer to getting known, liked, and trusted. And they're health seekers. They are the leaders in their family and communities for people who are spreading the word to their family members and friends about cutting-edge health information, like biological dentistry. Oh, you shouldn't eat that. You should eat this. Oh, I've heard sugar causes cancer, you know, or feeds cancer. Things like that. Like, they're the go-to people. Those are the clients and those are the people who will purchase and word of mouth spread this information. So I try to figure out what are they looking for. I am super excited that I know at some point here in the future, you are going to have some courses on this because yes. boy, they're needed. Now we didn't do that exactly how to. So we do have that in the can for people who are going, I need an outline. We've got an outline. I'll share yeah. more about that. But you are going to be doing a sponsorship course, a summit course. And as soon as they're ready... We will let everybody know. And so I'm just, that's just a little gentle prod. It's in the works. It's just slower because I'm finishing up all these other summits. But really, this is how we change the world. One health condition, one belly, one taste bud, one functional medical test and result at a time. And yeah. I'm totally committed to that. 
And so I want whoever's listening right now, if you feel like a summit has even crossed your mind as a possibility and you're psyched about it or you blew it off, I want you to pursue investigating it and do that imperfect action because the world needs to have your information and your connections and the transformations delivered. So I do want to invite you to do your own summits, whether it's with a great company or you want to do it on your own, start small, build up. It's a great opt-in. It's a great free gift. It's a great way to convert. And if you think about it, you're going to get paid for the work and you're going to get a great list. Please do. And you're going to have fun and learn a bunch of stuff too. And some of my best friends I've met doing these summits. Oh my gosh, what if I hadn't? I would have been so disappointed that I hadn't made these connections. And I'm just so in a moldy TV studio. So we're glad you're here. And thank you again. Thank you. This was gold, Siobhan. I knew it would be. So thank you. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.